Welcome to podcast 313 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. And before you turn off, I'm sorry, it is me that's hosting again this week. And I am joined again by Mr. Mad FM. Welcome, Matt. Why always us? Why always us? I actually, funny enough, I have the shirt over my head. But unfortunately, we're, it doesn't say why always me. It's just my fat guts hanging out. So... <laughs> It's hot, okay? It's warm. Um, we've decided not, not to do a save focus this week so we could dedicate the majority of this week's pod to a football manager transfer window special. Yes. Timely, given the chaos which we've ensued this week as the transfer merry-go-round is in full swing. The circus is open, Mad. Yeah, it's like Doop is literally leaning out his car window as we speak. Harry Redknapp style. Transfer window. Full on. Jim White is hanging around Doop's house to see what's happening going in and out weird yeah I, I i thought you were gonna make reference to the the pink dildos in my bed in my front room but that's fine you haven't so that's good <laughs> i thought you sent them all to dave anyway <laughs> instead we thought we'd look at four real life transfer situations happening currently and talk how myself and mad would approach this in football manager because you know that's that's what we do right that's just that's how we do things so we'll start with scenario number one and we try and make it a little bit football, like a little. We'll mention a player or two, but we it will mainly be how we would act on Football Manager and how we do this. So first and foremost, we're going to talk about Kylian Mbappe. The club are desperate to sell due to the fact that his contract is due to run out, but no club is willing to offer that required fee that would turn Kylian Mbappe's head. A player who is unwilling to sign that new contract, which means the club is desperate, absolutely desperate, to make as much possible as much money as possible. At this current moment in time, no one is taking the bite. So, Mad, put yourself in the shoes of the PSG manager. You need to earn as much as you can, or you have to risk losing Mbappe on a free. What do you do? How do you do it? It's an interesting one because, like, when you're thinking about FM, I suppose you'd have to apply it in FM thinking like, it, might, it might not happen that often. But I think where you'd be looking at it is, I think I have this in my Milan save actually with Rafael Leo. Um, he hasn't got one year left, maybe two, but he wants a new contract, but I don't want to give him one because we're doing a Milan specific save. But in that situation, yeah, it's like, you know, you have a player only has a year left on the deal. That value is deprecating rapidly. Like, I, I mean, it's probably quite formulated in FM, but literally, you know, from one month to the next, the bids that come in just aren't going to happen. So yeah, obviously you want to get it done early. We've been there, I'd say. I've, I've definitely been there. Particularly when you start a new save and you start, you know, you're looking at it and you go, right, I need to get some cash. You know, you're looking at players that you know you don't really want to keep around. You offer them out and you get that lovely inbox item back dupe that says, unfortunately, no clubs are interested in this player. Do you know what? That's not the worst. That's not the worst you can get. I'll be honest. There's worse. I had it in my Manchester United save where Scott McTominay, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. good player in FM. He's actually really quite good on in FM, but he wasn't for me. I wanted somebody more mobile, and I didn't want Scott McTominay. So I offered him out. I had lots and lots of bids, and I'm rubbing my hands. And I'm, I'll take any value at that time. Like, I just wanted him off the books. Yeah, it was quite a high wage, so I was just rubbing my hands. I accepted, like, five different bids. He rejected them all. Chief. Yeah, that's, that's the bit. Like, you can get clubs to say, yeah, 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 we'll, 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 we'll pay the money. Yeah, whatever, we'll pay it. And then he turns around and goes, you know, I just want to stay. I want to stay. I'm happy. Spoilers. That may be one of the other scenarios we'll look at in a minute. But let's, oh, let's, let's look at... <laughs> well, there's two parts of that, too. What I I've thought you were going to say is yeah. that... Yeah. What I thought you were going to say is the board was blocking it because they wanted That's, a higher fee. 
That's which can happen. One. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, and equally, if you don't get those bids, like, what do you do? I think I've tried many different things in this situation. You know, where you're like, the standard thing is just offer to clubs, obviously transfer list. Sometimes you can basically offer them out unspecified. Um, and obviously you've got the kind of relatively new player rate, uh, the, like the transfer fee ranges as opposed to the set fee. But naturally then you start kind of setting it and you're going to try, okay, I'll drop it by a million, I'll drop it by a million, drop it by a million. But sometimes you just know you're not getting that bite. Um, that's a pain in the ass because you know you're just like, okay, I have a player here, for example, could be valued, let's say between 15 and 20 million. And you're not even getting 10. That's That's annoying. Um, and obviously, look, in the PSG situation, it's quite unique with Mbappe. He, they obviously want whatever they want. Let's say it's, you know, it's probably, what, 100, 150 million if you look at what Kane is going for. Um, in FM, I think the things I've tried in the past, I've tried to target some specific clubs. So if you have a look around and you're like, okay, you can see, for I don't know, let's make up a story. Imagine Tottenham now are going to be looking at a striker. So mm-hmm. if you've got a striker you want to get rid of, you'd be like, hey, Tottenham, I've got one for you. Uh, we're not a Spurs podcast. So <laughs> that's something I've done in the past where you're like, you know, rather than just doing the blanket kind of transfer list, you're trying to really put, put them right in front of them and, and hopefully they'll bite. Has it worked? Not necessarily. Um, and just a spin-off on that that I do remember doing in the past would be if, let's say, in this case, we'll go Tottenham again. If I want a player from them, looking at maybe like a player exchange or something to try and just, you're just kind of trying to really make them go, hmm, actually, maybe we would like that player. But it's tough. It's a tough ask. I'd like to say that we're not, we're not a Spurs Spurs podcast. It's tricky, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, And we very much take the human element out of it when we play the game, obviously. Uh, IRL, PSG are having the human element of killing Mbappe. Not just any human they they kind of like a out of this world human you know the way that he plays plays the game right so it's always going to be difficult when you've got that prima donna involved as well but um it's it is tricky it is really tricky and i think it's it's got to get to the point where you just have to be really grateful just to get rid and and i think Mm. you just need to try and extract any value any value is better than nothing right Probably not for like the likes of Mbappe and Kane, but in general, yeah, when you're trying to offload a player. I think the other thing there's room for here, and I've definitely done this, but it's been a while, I would say. There's, there is room for a bit of shithousery here you could try. So let's go to, let's, let's use the PSG example. We know Real Madrid want Mbappe, right? And imagine you're not getting those, that bid in and you're not getting the value. I would be looking around to see, okay, if Real Madrid want a striker, I'd be trying to find out who they're interested in. So let's let's make something up. Imagine we land in and we look Ossiman. at Osman, for example. Oh, if I see Osman, the little WNT beside his name, hover yeah. over it. Oh, Real Madrid are interested in Osman. Interested in Osman. If I had the cash, I'd be like, right, I'm going to go and try and get Osman. Yeah. To then meet to take away some of their transfer targets, I guess, and then maybe just maybe their eyes then kind of divert towards the player you're trying to get rid of. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's sensible. I think that's a really good idea. I think trying to trying to narrow the market so literally the only option they have is is, is your player mm. is quite a good way. I think a lot of what I would do would kind of come down to the next one and I could probably merge them together. So I'm going to jump on to number two if that's okay, man. Mm-hmm. And scenario number two. And we are talking about my club here. So let's talk about this. 
Moving on to the situation where a player is refusing to leave and you are just desperate to sell. For example, the one, the only, Harry Maguire at Manchester United. How do we get a player to stop being a dick and just get out of our club? So we well, spoke I think about we should this start by elite. McTominay. Let's hear about McTominay. What did you do? Uh, okay, so I, I'll be honest. I did a few things. I put him into the under-21 straight away. Okay. Mm -hmm. I made it very clear that I didn't want him. Um, I offered him out to anyone and everyone. And a little thing that I do is um, sometimes clubs get a little bit scared by wages. Right? Wages can really worry people, especially when these players are on a lot of money. So I always like to drop... I like to drop the money that they're offering me down and then offer to pay some of their wages. For example, if yes. they're in their last year of contract or two years of contract. If they are earning X amount of money and you drop two million pounds off, that would equate to 40 grand a week worth of, um, of wages, right? So if you want 40 million pounds for a player and he's on 100 grand a week and you like, for example, Harry Maguire, let's go down that road. We don't think West Ham are going to pay 100 grand a week, but they'll probably pay 50, probably pay 60 grand a week. Well, actually, instead of us wanting uh, 40 million, we'll take 30 million for him. And then we'll, we'll, we'll offer you a little bit of his wages, right? So you have to pay, well, you know, we'll pay some of his wages. And it, that way, it's, it's just lowering everything down a little bit. They can then pay a little bit more. And yet they don't really realize it's coming out of their wage budget. I, think, I wonder, is the game almost prompts this? Do you know when you offer a player out and rather than getting that, you know, no clubs are interested, what you might get is, um, you know, for example, West Ham and, you know, Brentford and Brighton are unwilling to make a deal at this time or due to the player's wages being too high. That's almost like a little hint to say mm -hmm. they want him, they're interested, yeah. they're, they're, they're willing to discuss, but yeah. they know they can afford his, his salary. So again, you could specifically target those clubs. You could go into, let's say, Maguire or McTominay mm -hmm. and say, Offer him directly to those to those teams with that deal, and maybe maybe that's all connected, and the game is very very. Yeah, smart. like I said, so every million pounds that you add on to the transfer value, you then have the the ability to add twenty grand a week onto a wage that you would pay. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's what it equates to. I think yeah. I think the maths actually works out as about nineteen something. Um, but it's twenty grand. So if if like I said, it just is a way of trying to shift the focus away from shit we've got to pay those wages oh hang on they're going to pay some of their wages and we've only got to pay a little bit more and i've done that before on a quite a lot of things so i would recommend that um the other one would be just be absolutely brutal be be the big billy big bollocks and before the premier league ask you to register your team go and register your team and just don't mm. register him leave him out you can change that all the way up to the final day when they ask you to put that final registration in, but he still would acknowledge the fact that he's not registered for that team. And, and you, can tell him, you can tell him that as well, because you know when you offer them out and yep. he might come back and he go, oh, what are you doing offering me out? You can actually say, I ain't registering yet. And, I ain't got uh, any space for you. I'm just like, I ain't yeah. got any space for you. Mm. So like so, that, that, it's, I've, I've, I've done this so many times where, where you said be brutal, it's basically be a prick. Yeah. Um, Just be you here, mentioned dropping yeah. McTominay down to the under 23s or whatever it yeah. was. There's other things you can do as well. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have done this, but like you're really trying to push them out the door. You could find the player for poor conduct. Hey, you're making us look bad, right? Criticize can, um, him for any opportunity yeah. <laughs> you can. Just if put him is, down, insult him. Yes. 
<laughs> go in and have a look at his performances in the end of 23s and criticize, 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 criticize. And we spoke about this earlier, but another one you can do is, is exchange. Is you mm. can try and tempt him away by exchanging. And I've done it before, right? Where, for example, I've gone and tried to buy a player and I know that I, it's not going to lower the value of this deal at all. But I'm thinking, hang on, if you could be tempted to take him off my hands, A, it kind of gets him off my hands, and, and B, it kind of makes it look like the deal's worth more to you than it is to me, and you're getting one over me. So I've done that before. I think we did that with Aaron Wambasaka. Um, oh, yeah. I brought in, I think it was Sally, or no, Rafa Guerrero from um, Dortmund. I brought Dortmund. him in at Manchester United. And I offered him uh, Wambasaka. I lost a lot of money on that deal. I got rid of him. And no one else was ever going to sniff at him. So it was just a way to do it. And like you said, you, you may have to cut your losses. Yes. But like, you, ego's you got to be at the door when you're doing this. Yeah, you want him <laughs> off the wage books, obviously. And um, you don't want to play around. And especially if you do all the things we've just said to do, which is like basically bully the poor player <laughs> to the point where he doesn't want to show up for work, he's going to bring the morale down around the place as well. So like, you just got to get it out as quick He's going to stick the place out. Absolutely. Yeah. You can. Um, you can be really conscious in the in the press conferences as well because if you are making it public that he's not wanted and you've done it before, you can do it and then people go oh you know uh, is it do you reckon there's still opportunity for Scott McTominay to leave the club yeah absolutely I want to get rid of him then if you keep doing that it will just kind of get to him and just keep helping him out what helps there as well obviously you you'll transfer list a player and that's 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 as public as the requirements get. you've got your um. The other option you have is add to unwanted list. Yep. And that's where your, is it your director, football technical director, sporting director, will Someone. actually also start trying to offer him out. And that, that's kind of running in the background. And I think that will connect to the player finally going, okay, yeah, they want me out. You just need so, that penny to drop with them, really. And once it does, mm -hmm. it does. But I like to kind of just, I'm just quite happy to offer them out every other day. Just lower that value down each time. And... You've got to outweigh it, right? Yes, okay. A player like Scott McTominay could potentially get you 20 million. If you manage a Manchester United, you're nine times out of 10 going to have 100% of the, the money back into the club. And you can look, okay, 20 million. Well, try and just forget about it. Just try and get him out. Think about the wage that you're going to save. And then just structure a deal for your next player and just kind of pay it over a few seasons that you're going to gain from the fact that you're, the wages are out. Let me talk you through this really quickly. Very different scenario, but it's just more about the financial side of things. Um, so I was watching a, a video from oh, Tifo, I believe, and they were talking about the Rasmus Hoyland deal. Mm. It's just gone through. A lot of money. Yeah, we're talking a lot of money. Um, a five-year contract, but he's not on a huge wage. I believe it's reported that he is not on a huge wage. He's on 80 grand a week, right? Which okay. is massive for a 20-year-old. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad, is it? However, with the way that transfers work and the way that the budgeting works and the fact that they will put them over the five years of his contract, that value will go across the five years. So you split that it's 80 million that they spent plus the 80 grand a week that they spent across the five years. He is cheaper than keeping David De Gea on his contract for five years. Okay? Yeah. So getting rid of David De Gea or the prospect of having to pay David De Gea would have then freed up the money to be able to then structure the deal and pay Hoyland for his services. 
So what I'm trying to get out there, yes, okay, we didn't get a fee for the hair. He was out of contract. But let's say he was, we were able to get a fee for him. If we didn't, if we just take seriously note and look at the, the fact that how that wage budget could, could kind of shift later down the line for us to, to free up a lot more money, he was on 375 grand a week. It's a lot of money. So even if you can't get a fee for him, right? right let's just say you're offering him out for five million pounds. How many weeks of a season where he's got one year left on his contract will it take for 375 grand to add up to that five million? Yeah, it's like... You're it's, se it's, it's 17 and a half million pounds a, a year, I believe. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I think that's what it's it not, was. It's not blatantly obvious when you're in FM either. You know what I mean? The way no. the transfer budget and the wage budget, you know, you don't, you don't see it kind of tangibly. Um, but you have to get out the calculator and go, okay, actually, even if I drop my expectations and lose out on a perceived 5 million, 7 million transfer fee. Yeah, that salary is actually going to free up a hell of a lot. It's long-term long gain for short-term loss, right? Yeah. And, and I don't like to think this is like more than a game, but obviously it's Friday night, Matt, and we're sat here at 20, uh, 11 o'clock it is actually. I thought it was 20 to 10. Uh, 20 to 11. Uh, 11 o'clock on a Friday night, and we're talking about this because it's more than a game, right? Mm. The way that we play the game, we treat it, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I'm a bit better than you, but we treat it very similarly, right? And and it is that mm. kind of budgeting, that money management. And it's, if you've got a player on 200 grand a week and you can't shift him, feel free to take nothing for him. Because even if you're only going to try and get three or four million for him, it's only going to take 15, 20 weeks for that to get, it, you know, of him out of his contract that is going to add up to that amount of money. And then long-term, you're going to gain two or three million by just getting him off your, your bill. And you'll get somebody else in. And it'll I free up a space in your squad. It frees up a space. So, like, a lot of people take the piss out of Man United and the fact that they can't ever get a good resale for the value for the players. Thing is, we pay such high wages, just getting them off our books is amazing. And mm. that's kind of where we're at at the moment. It's, it's, I'd love to be able to sell these players for loads and loads of money. But, like, we got rid of Alex Tellers for five million. And everyone's like, oh, these Saudi clubs are coming in buying these players. And yet, it seems to be that United can't actually strike a good deal. He was on 160 grand a week. He's on 160 yeah. 60 grand a week. We've got 5 million quid for him already, which, yeah, okay. That's straight in the transfer budget. But it's 160 grand a week. That's a lot of money over, I believe he had a two-year deal left. And it goes both ways, right? So, like, let's say you, if you wanted 10, 15 million for that player, you need mm -hmm. a club to pay that. And then they yeah. have to go and pay him. Yeah. Obviously not the same, but not for Offit. So like when by allowing them to pay a slightly lower fee, mm -hmm. they can pay him a bit more wages because you, yeah. you need him to go. You need him to accept that deal. And how often have we seen it where you accept a bid and like you said, they reject the offer, the contract, because it's not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. And then to go back on the tellers, right? So uh, like for two years, 160 grand, that's literally like 16, 17 million. Just so yes, we only got 5 million up front. But we've just potentially turned that five million into twenty-two million across the, the the length of his contract, and I think people just think very short term with this sort of stuff. But I know how to damage a club financially. <laughs> I've done it uh -huh. many other times. But sometimes you have to look at the long term, and this is kind of where when these players are being dickheads, and I'm going to try and revert back to where we were talking about. But when they are being dickheads, and when they don't, you know, just. If they're on that high wage, if, if you've come into a club and you're trying to take control of that wage structure, look at the length. Go and times his contract 
by the weeks that he's got left on his contract, right? So 52 weeks a year, just times it by that, times it by the amount of years that's left. That's the figure you're saving if you can get him off your con if if you can get him off your wage bill, and that really then opens up a different possibility of how you can actually save a lot of money and how you can turn that money into profit to uh, or into a position where you can purchase players. And if you didn't know, I don't know how you don't know, but you can actually, you know, sometimes when you, I, I imagine I know you know this, but I'm just gonna say it like this. You know, when you uh, go to buy a player and it says at the bottom you haven't got enough, but do you want to adjust the budget? Yeah, you can do that manually in the fa in the finances. Mm. so if you're getting rid of all these players and you're releasing these players or you get you can then go in and then you can turn that saved wage into transfer so sometimes it's just better to get them gone if they're being a dick get them gone start new and, and go again i mean it's so also like that's a really big the, tangent but that's kind of just trying to emphasize it, it, my point it, of it, just what getting it does out is it, it's the bones of a save idea it's, it's i think i mean it's fair to say this is joe's favorite save idea or concept what joe loves doing is he goes into a club who has financial problems. Yeah. He's done it at Barcelona and Villarreal. He was even doing it at Valencia there. And his mission is finance. So like he, he'll literally be looking at where all the waste... He's practically Ryanairing the club. He's yeah. looking at where is all the waste and, and looking at, okay, we're going to save money almost everywhere. And he's mentioned before as well, we're totally off, off topic now, where he like he blitzes the under-19... He scraps the under-19 or the under-23 mm -hmm. teams because he doesn't need them. Uh, removing all that cost he he kind of goes with skeletons get staff you've talked about double jobbing before yeah. it's a save idea in itself to make the priority you know really really healthy finances and then suddenly you've got this you know club with a bunch of cash that you can go and do whatever you want with. so anyway yeah save it's idea not, still it, time it, yeah I mean, but the thing is, is is it's not difficult like it's I just don't think sometimes people think of it that way you mm. know like genuinely like if you if you're a small club and someone's on twenty grand a year, we've already referenced this amount. That's a that's a million pound, a uh, twenty grand a week. That's Massive. a million pound a year. That adds up. That's only one player. But that it was does. the case when I took over. I don't. Want, I don't, we don't want to mention what happened in the Celta Vigo save. But the oh, first uh, thing mate, I saw. Uh, do you know what? We've got time. Sit back, relax. <laughs> you grab some popcorn. I'm happy to listen all about this again. The first thing we saw was there was a player on loan from I want to say it was Roma. And he was, we were paying 100% of his wages and he was on like 58 grand. And the next highest player was on like 28 or 30 or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like we didn't need this player and freeing that up, like you said, it allowed us to mess around with the sliders, the wage budget back to the transfer budget and it freed up money to sign players. Didn't go well, but the principle is good. Yeah. I think, um, I think I've done a spreadsheet. On, of course I've done a spreadsheet on this. Of course you have. I think have. I've done a spreadsheet where I've done my, my admin and I kind of we were miles in the future and I didn't really know the players. I didn't know how to value the players and obviously transfer values sometimes are a bit 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 skewed. But um I just went down and I and I went and I just worked out how much they're costing the club across their, their contract that's left. And it was just quite simple. Just went down uh, how long's left on their contract, how much they're being paid a week, and then you go, okay, look at his attributes. Are we getting enough out of this player for that mm. attribute for that money that we're paying him? Those attributes, are they good enough? No, they're not. Okay, let's put them up for sale. And, and I think, again, you have to be cutthroat and you have to do it. But um, I think that would be an awesome, like, column that you could add. And I'm, again, this only probably benefits someone like me that I like to do this sort of thing. But um, I think that would be very, very cool if you could just have that as a column and it just tells you. And it just changes every week when once you're paying off. Like, it's almost like just watching your debt go down, isn't it? Um, yeah. And just see what you could do. Because 
finances are huge on this and and football manager allows you to really take the mickey with finances uh, and we've seen like i said we've seen joe do it and, and absolutely walk it and it's found it very easy to do because it is quite easy to kind of do it. you just get a random drink sponsorship um but it it really shows that if you're going to take it seriously and take these games seriously and shift these players you can save so much money mm. so just get back onto that point last point on that is don't be afraid to take nothing for them and I just, think that's kind of what we we're talking about. <laughs> you just got to hope they don't pull this shit of like, you know, I'm just going to leave you rotten in the reserves otherwise. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'll sit in the reserves. Nothing You can works. still get them out. Yeah. Just, you just you can still get persistent. them out. Persistence is key. If you, if you, like I said, if you're offering them a zero money, and, and like I said, I remember, okay, last point on this. I remember, um, I think it was my inter, no, it was a save I did. And we brought Coutinho back to the club. And I think it might have been when we were at Inter manager. And Barcelona, he was at Barcelona at the time and they just wanted to get rid of him. And he was on like 300 and something grand a week, right? I went in and I bought him for zero pounds. Zero pounds I put an offer in for him. And I said, Barcelona, you pay half his wages. Okay? So in my eyes, right? I'm paying, let's say he was on 300 grand a week. I'm paying 150 grand a week to get Coutinho and I'm not paying anything up front. Barcelona don't get any money from up front, but they are saving half his wage bill every single month, every single week. So again, when you add that up, it saved them a lot of money. Turns out when I was able to renegotiate his contract, he only wanted 160 grand a week. So I was only Love paying it. 10 grand a week, <laughs> which was a steal, but it worked for both parties. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I'm getting at. If you can, even if you have to pay half his wages, if he's on an extortionate amount of wages, you're still saving so much money. So even mm. if he is being a dick, just get him out any way means possible. And even, you know, if you're loaning him out like that, even you can obviously just try and throw in the mandatory fee. Yeah. Uh, and obviously hope he plays, plays with them for a season, has a good time, and yeah. then actually accepts their lower deal because a year has passed. Again, putting him out on loan is not a bad thing. If he doesn't want to leave, Put him out on loan. Get them to pay some of his wages. Because if he's going to sit in the reserves, you're still paying those wages anyway, right? So mm. get him in the reserves. Uh, get him in the reserves. Get him out on loan, even if they pay a section of his wages. Don't even need to get the mandatory fee. But what it does do is it, it lowers that cost that you're having to pay for that year. And then he's another year later down the line of his contract done. Love it. Oh, I could talk about that all week. There you go. Massive tangent. Wait, hold on. You can talk about being a dick. I, I'm, this is breaking news, folks. Um. I just want to say, <laughs> on Wednesday, me... No, uh, moving on. ...were meant... To, oh, you, you don't want to bring that? Okay. No, I next don't care. Next one. Next one. <laughs> Here we go. This is actually my favourite. You think I could talk a lot about that one? Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about the inevitable player that is unwilling to enter contact negotiations with your club. We've all been in it. The uninterested player. A Friday night pursuit that used to be formerly known the Teach Pursuit, God rest his soul. Rumours have it that we both believe that AC Milan were willing to allow Rafa Leal to speak to both Chelsea and Real Madrid, which isn't too hard to believe considering how they appear happy to let some of their best players leave in order to rate some badly needed cash. For example, they're able, happy to turn over Newcastle to sell Tonali. However, said that Rafa... <laughs> However, it is said that Rafa Leal rejected both of the club's advantages to stay at Milan. So if you're managing Chelsea or Real Madrid, what would you do? Right, Mad. We obviously have to discuss Joe's sixth step to sign in an uninterested player, which we've been speaking a lot about. And I 
believe it was a byline piece that he produced. It absolutely was a byline. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that link in the description. Everyone needs to read that. Um, but Joe, unfortunately, isn't here to deliver his wonderful speech, but I know this inside out. But mad. This, I would argue this is one of the best football manager articles out there. And I even think... We're you talking know, about my I mean, childhood blogs. Yeah. What? He wrote this in t- December 2019. It's still very, very relevant. And I think there may be a couple of even things, you know, with the updated versions of the game couple of additional things you might be able to add on to it as well. Um, yeah, yeah absolutely. As, as Dupe said, we'll, we'll put a link in the description. Even if you type in uninterested player into Google, Joe's mm-hmm. article on the byline is the first result. Yeah, no, it's very good. Reason. It is very good. And um, it, it's it's such a, a clever technique. Uh, like I said, I remember doing a network save with Teach and, and Teach kind of doing this, and it seemed to be a little bit OP. So let's talk about it. So we have a player. We're going to talk about Rafa Leal. You're Chelsea. I'm Real Madrid. Okay, I've never managed Chelsea. Um, we both want this player. He doesn't want to enter any negotiations with us at all. What's the first step you make as Chelsea manager to bring him in? I think you, if I if I think about FM twenty three right now, yep. I think you the right F- thing to do initially yep. is to go to the agent. I think that's the game is. I think and, and obviously real life, you want the you want to start with the agent because ultimately he's the gatekeeper. So yeah. even if the outcome is like, no, he's not interested, you've started that process because you're going to be doing that again later after we talk about some of the steps. So naturally, yeah. yeah, you've got to talk to the agent to get a feel for how it interested they are, if any. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's additional detail as to why. Like yeah. some players might be uninterested because they've just signed a new contract or if it's a rival club or, or, or the standard of football isn't high enough, but at least you know what you're dealing with. Um, as to, I suppose, to let you know whether you should start the pursuit. And that's where we move on. Yeah, I, I, I believe uh, listeners at home uh, or in the car, wherever you are, imagine a 100-meter track. Rafa Liao is at the bottom of that, or the end of that track, I should say. I'm in lane one. Madley's in lane six. We've got to keep ourselves apart just because of the restraining order. Um, mm. Mad's taken five steps forward, in my opinion. That's, it's a good start, but I don't think it's the best start. And I'm going to tell you the best start, and I'm going to go 10 steps forward by telling you that the first thing to do is to go straight in there and declare him as top target. Get nice. that in, done and dusted, early doors. Simple. It will then come up with an article, and you can click that he's that. He'll then come up with the media coming to you. So it almost helps you in that game, and it will tell you what's next. And the media would then be next. And it does that for you. You don't need to prompt that. It prompts it. It comes to you. There's 10 steps. I am in the lead. Let's imagine we've now both done that. So we're now down the road. What's your next attack? Like this, could end up, this could end up more like snakes and ladders than anything. <laughs> but anyway, I think, um, yeah, you're like declaring interest 100%. And obviously connected to that, again, your sporting director or technical director will actually get the ball rolling in the background as well, which helps as well um, in terms of like starting the process. Any opportunities to speak to the media are obviously great, um, okay. like you've mentioned. You can't, um, do two, you can't roll the dice twice. You've got to roll the dice g- once. Okay, just, just making give me, sure. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Okay. So, so if we're at the point the where... Yeah, oh, no, well, okay. I, I'm assuming we're at the point where we know their player is uninterested now, right? Yeah, so, doesn't want to um, Agent has kind of told you, even if you've had a bid rejected or contract rejected. Following on from some of Joe's advice, and I, 
I think something that a lot of people won't do in FM because it's a bit time consuming, but Joe's calling it showing your face, but mm-hmm. making it known that you're watching that player mm-hmm. a couple of ways. Obviously, scouting the player makes a huge ton of sense mm-hmm. because you're, you know, it'll be in game that your scouts are looking at that player. But you can actually go and watch a game if, if the team is not playing the same day as you at the same time. You can go and watch a game and that game, like the, you'll see it in the commentary start of the game, you know, FM dupe has been spotted in the stands. It's actually comical. Sometimes the game doesn't know why you're there. <laughs> it's like, no, and that, that's why it's so okay. important to make him your top target. Yeah. Because if you don't make him your top the target, dots. they will just go, oh, for some reason, he's here. Um, yeah. yeah, one thing I would also add to that, and we're going to kind of take a couple of paces up that road just together, is go in and, like, don't just hit scout report because you ain't going to get what you want with that. You need to go in and you need to assign that, that player a scout for four matches. Mm. Okay, I don't know if you know this, but for four matches, that will then trigger an in-game message to state that he then knows that we are watching. That means you can almost get away with not watching him, but I would still go and watch him. Do everything you can do in your power. Now, I will tell you that this will work. Okay, this will work. You will be able to do it. However, there is limitations to this. You can't go and be Wrexham and just try and hope that this will get Kylian Mbappe to sign a contract. That won't work. There has to be a realistic level, and it has to be the fact that he, he the player has to want to come and play for you in the end, if that makes sense. So, it can't be that you are 12 divisions below him. Yeah. There has to be a realistic net that you are casting out. And I think, like, just going back on what I mentioned, you need to understand why they're not interested. As I said, if they've just signed a new contract, what do you reckon, Dupe? Four to six months before that passes, let's say, that kind of freshness. Um, yeah, and that I, happens, I think that happens early to on in of, game two. Yeah, yeah. I feel you have to go through a transfer window. Yeah, if that makes sense. Fair, yeah. So, like, if they signed in 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 October, then wait till after January, and then yeah, it kind of probably triggers the fact that he's been there a little while there. Um, yeah, it takes a while for him to forget that he signed a new contract. Recently. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, they're Premier League players; they're not that clever. Um, then the last thing I would kind of then go and do is I would go to my um dynamic screen hierarchy, mm-hmm. get a team leader, preferably one that speaks the same language, because that is like or, or that knows as the you or as the player. The, the player <laughs> and then i would go and promote the club to top target via press with that player and you can do that in the discuss where you'd normally praise the player where you'd normally mm-hmm. have uh, warned the player but yeah it would then should come up with a little tab that says promote club to top target via press you click that and you ask the player now do not get me wrong the player doesn't always want to do this you need to have that player on your side and that player needs a good opinion of you if that player doesn't like you he will not do it for you mm. And um, I think if you're thinking about what's happening under the hood, ideally you want that player to be pretty high in kind of world reputation. So like that the other player is like, oh, he's a somebody, you know. Um, obviously, it being a very good player helps too, or if it's your captain or whatever. But, you know, having a look at that world reputation. we I did this. I'll probably come to this in a minute. But one of the things I was doing at the old Northern Boys save was exactly this. And because of the types of player we had, we didn't have super high reputation players, but we ended up trying to use Shola Shoratire too because obviously he's come from Man United and at that yeah. point you know five six seasons in game he's 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 a very good player so definitely keep an eye on that because the reputation matters in order to influence sure yeah I'm going to throw yeah, another absolutely. one out there yeah, go on slightly in. linked how do you feel about favourite personnel so you're looking at a player and um, 
let's say you can see he's got particularly coaches he's fond of or maybe there's a player he <clears throat> started out in academy with that he's still best mates with do you reckon uh, uh, that that could kind of factor in in terms of you know if I bring in his mate I think Joe has mentioned this as well um, if you bring in his mate he might be likely to have a second look I don't I, I'll be honest I don't like it I don't like it I'm going to put this it out because you have no mate. mates this is because you for have example no right I'm man, I, let's just just for example I'm currently got my Manchester United save open I'm looking at Marcus Rashford all right his favorite mm. person now he's got Rashawn Williams in there okay I don't even so know they they were he's a center back they used to be uh, in the youth teams together right he currently plays at Doncaster if I'm trying to sign Marcus Rashford, let's say for PSG, and I bring Sean Williams in to try and get him in, I kind of, it's not really going to work, but maybe that's worth a, that's worth a punt. The other ones he's got is Jesse myself. Lingard and Jaden Sancho. You're going to be spending a fortune. Mm. And I, do you really want these players? I mean, Jaden Sancho plays a very similar position to Rashford. Jesse Lingard plays a very similar position to Rashford. I don't get why you'd bring them all in just for them to not. I think like if it's if it's not going to cost you a lot, and if you have it to spare, or if it's like that Doncaster player, you know, for that budget level, it's going to be nothing, right? To drop in the ocean. Why not? You know, if you if you're doing all these steps as as an extra piece of it, even if there's an if it adds an extra one percent, two percent, you you know, all of these things are kind of sum of parts. So I think it's worth a try. And the other one dupe I think would be this the backroom staff members. A lot of these players have favoured backroom staff and that can change pretty you know rapidly in game two or three seasons in a coach that would have been at United might not be there anymore mm-hmm. um, and again it's just another small little small little part of the equation that might that might help I, I think I think you're right um, I, I think there's there must be something logistically in there but for me it, it isn't for me I want to ask you one last question okay this is this is only something that I, like probably the newer versions of FM that this this could be relevant. Agents are obviously a bigger thing in FM and I think they're going to that's going to continue. Mm-hmm. FM gives you good fairly good visibility on um players who are like managed by an agent or other players. Now, I don't think it's that complex yet, but like in my mind I'm thinking can you build a relationship with an agent? Like Wolves. how would you do that? With um, like Wolves, yeah, mentors, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if the game is if, I don't know if they've pushed that agenda in game or not, or maybe it's maybe it's there, maybe a bit of it's there. But if I can see similar story, like if I can see another, you know, free player or a cheap player with that agent or a couple of them, maybe that will help me build a relationship with that agent, so that the next time I approach that agent and say, "Hey, you know, we're still interested in signing whoever," they might actually go, "Hmm, yeah, you're a good guy." Let's I again, I think that's a bit much. Like. What that's doing is is that's really shortening shortening your shortlist, right? Mm. And what's the chances that you're actually gonna wanna like so let's put it this way, right? And I'm gonna swing times. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward a season or two. Okay, so let's go down the route that you you wanna sign at Newcastle. You wanna sign, let's say you wanted to sign Declan Rice, yeah? Mm-hmm. You bring Declan Rice in, and the way that you bring Declan Rice is, in, is that you bring in Mason Mount as well, right? Mm-hmm. This is best, mate. And then two years down the line, Mason Mount's not playing because you didn't really want Mason Mount. You wanted Declan Rice, and Mason Mount kicks up a fuss. Who do you think he's going to bring to that meeting 
to complain to you that he's not very happy. Declan writes. <laughs> then when you're going to sit there and you're going to have to say something to him and you're going to tell him the answer he doesn't want to hear, they both get angry. Their morale both drops. And I think that's going to cause you issues later down the line, in my opinion. And this is, we're, we're, I mean, we're talking deep now, right? Let's be honest. We're talking deep in the game. But I think you are pushing your limit to too far by doing that because if you're bringing in their best mates and you're bringing in players that are involved with other players, when there's an issue, those players are going to back those players because they're favourite person out. And they'll bring them to the meeting. They'll bring them to the table. Oh, we're not happy the way you're treating Mason Mount. Ah, shit. Now you're upset with me. Mason Mount is there forever. Never let him go. Give him a job for life. I don't know. After watching him in the preseason, we probably could get away with a game rid of him. <laughs> okay. Finally, we're going to jump on to a topical one. As we look at one of our worst football manager nightmares. And this makes us smile. And it I want to just put this out there. What a <laughs> legend. What a guy this is. But you have a bid accepted. You enter contact negotiations. But before the player accepts, another club arrives in the 11th hour with a last-ditch bid to hijack the deal. Put yourself in Liverpool's shoes and who seemingly had set a British record of 111 or 110 million pounds accepted for Brighton only for Chelsea to make a last-minute attempt to railroad the transfer. What are you going to do in this situation apart from laugh at Liverpool fans? A lot of laughs have happened on Twitter. Like, uh, as Dupes has mentioned, we're recording this on Friday night. By the time this is out on the Monday, maybe, maybe Caicedo's a red, maybe he's a blue, maybe he's still in Brighton. I'll be honest, if he stays away from Liverpool and he rejects them and he's made the Twitter content, to my eyes, he's always going to be a red. <laughs> I mean, we did yeah, have a chance a two years ago signing for four and a half minutes. I heard that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward would turn them down. Up the word, I mean, word. That's nearly a podcast for another day, but... Why a lot more clubs don't buy players sooner rather than letting them make a move and then going and having to pay 10 times, 15 times, 20 times more. But that's for another day. That is a club, but I mean, I'm just going to quickly answer my thoughts on that. Is you could go out and buy 20 players, 5 million a piece, and two of them work, and you're still paying 100 million each for those players. So why not let somebody else make them into the players and then go spend 100 million on a player that you know is going to be good? I just feel like that... I mean, obviously, there's so much money and pressure. The risk risks are starting to be not taken. So, a current live example: Man City and Lucas Paqueta. Yeah. Right. If Man like maybe Man City had no interest. Obviously, like they've lost Mares, they've lost um, Gundogan, so they they might need some extra cover. But they're now paying going to have to pay what seventy million for him for a player oh, that moved no, for thirty five no, no, million. No, 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 no. We're talking a lot more at the moment. Man. Is I don't it? know if yeah, you've yeah. seen it today. I haven't. No, no. They are. West Ham are genuinely trying to pull the pants down, I believe. It's, I'm just trying to scroll through the last conversation that was had, and I believe we are talking upwards of 100 million now. So, like, genuinely. Again, this is an extreme example, but that's a player who moved for 35 million basically a year ago. That yeah. a big club should have taken a chance on, wouldn't, and West Ham were able to get in and get him, which is great, like, fantastic for West Ham to get him. He's a great player. I was hoping he'd go to Newcastle. But anyway, I think that's for another day to, um, to talk about yeah, yeah, risk-taking. I'm just risk trying taking. to scroll down now whilst you were talking because I'm genuinely uh, interested to find out because it is a ridiculous amount of money that's been offered for him. It's a big uh, old Genuinely package, a surprising yeah. amount of money. Mm. 
So to go back, I say to go back on the current situation then. Mm-hmm. And this has happened in FM. I think, yeah. I mean, PSG are probably renowned for this in, in FM as well, especially if you're like at a high level where you often see a player, they, he may have interest or may not, right? You could, you could start a new save. You hit July and you could, you could look at a player, for example, Lucas Paqueta. You could see he's wanted. You could go two months and no bid happens, right? Oh, or gosh, I don't know what you're going to say. You make the bid in the first week and straight away, that, that basically nudges the other clubs to come in and railroad you, right? That oh, is frustrating. It's almost like you just set the alarm up. Like the, yeah. yeah, you wake them all up. Here you go, listen, everyone, we're about to sign him. And as soon as you make that bid, it becomes public knowledge. Such and such club is aware. And yeah, like, I, it's something that I see more and more. And especially if you think you're getting a really good deal or if you see a lot of other clubs interested in a player. For example, I have one in the Milan save. There was a player called Samuele Vignato. His brother is um, also in a footballer. He's, uh, I think it's Emmanuel Vignato. Anyway, he was wanted by like loads of clubs like Tottenham and yeah, Inter and like Dortmund. Really, really good clubs. And I spot him and I was okay, I'm going to make this happen super quick. I made the offer, got the deal, ex- like the bid accepted. I offered him a little bit more than he wanted. Gave the agent a few dollars just to give him a smile to try and, you know, accelerate how quickly he would basically accept the terms and sign the deal before another club could get in. But it's not easy to do because I think the game is obviously built to challenge you. And yeah, as we've seen in real life, transfer uh, deals, offers, bids get made public. Mm-hmm. And hijacking seems to be happening more and more uh, in the last couple of windows. I think, Don't like it. I think we have to revert great. back to the Rafa Leal tactic. And the minute that you think <laughs> others are interested, you go in and you do all that we just spoke about before. Mm. And you try and make that put that player really want to join. If he's already discussed uh, contract terms with him, you then make you still make him top target. And yeah. you go public with it and you say that he's he's the one that I want, you know. Easy. Do it, do it, do it. Push, 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 and away you go. And you can go back in if you are seeing other people are doing it, like are offering contracts. You can go in and you can uh, click the player, click contract, change contract, and add some more on. If you're desperate would you, for that would, player, you, would you do that? Would, would you... Oh, look, the way I look at this, money is, money is money, right? But if you've gone and found a player and that player is perfect, then all you need to do is you need to make sure you get that player. If you don't get that player, you then have to go and find another player, potentially pay more, pay, you know, and so a little bit more money on top is not a bad thing. I've also seen in the past, though, and, and I think people will relate to this in FM, Let's say you, you're looking at a player and you're going to go, right, I'm going to make you an offer he can't refuse. And he still turns you down for a fraction of what you were offering him in terms of salary. I've seen this plenty of times. So he, he says yes to a different club who's offering, let's say, half the wages you were offering. So I think, I think it's, the money obviously helps and you can give the agent a little bit and give a signing on fee and maybe a percentage of next sales and blah, blah, blah. It usually, it usually will, will seal the deal, but it's not guaranteed. Um, and I think one thing that I wanted to ask you to, but I've definitely never tried this, but let's say, let's say you're managing West Ham. Let, let's pretend we're a year ago at Lucas Paqueta. West yep. Ham get a 30 million deal accepted uh, for Lucas Paqueta. Imagine then Man City came in and bid the same and they get the bid accepted. Do, once those bids are accepted, let's say if I was to withdraw the bid, go back and then offer 40 or 50, 45, I don't know. Do you think you could get it in such a way that 
the selling club or, or I suppose you'd need to make sure that the other bid hasn't been accepted but if you get the news article to say Man City have made the same bid if you were to go in withdraw and then re-offer with 10 or 15 more do you think they'd then reject the City bid? No. No, Stop I don't killing think they the would. You're killing the shithousery dreams. No, I'm trying to think and I don't think they would. Mm. You have to be very careful about withdrawing offers as well. You need mm. to change offers, not withdraw. The minute you withdraw, sometimes they don't let you talk straight away. Um, so mm. I would, I would just once you've offered, I think once you've offered the player a contract, I think that's where you need to then start changing the contract terms. Forget about the price. I think you've almost got that price. So if they've accepted it once, they, I, I don't think they're going to ask you for more money. I think you need to then concentrate on trying to get that player that comes, and it's in the player's hands, not the club's hands. Yeah, it's true. Like you're playing with fire so much, you know, because oh, you don't know what's going to happen. And like, especially if you're hope, you know, it's like if it's a player where you're like, this would be a huge, huge coup for the club. This would be a massive signing if you could get him over the line. It's like you know when you're going to press continue, where you're like, is if it's not going to happen, and you're just devastated. But then I suppose you can always just do the old Dave and reload, right? Um, I think a nicer way of talking about the Dave and reload would be the fact that I, I, everyone always took the piss out of Dave being a, a, a save and reloader. I'm just <laughs> going to say he was a time traveller. Time traveller. That's all he was. So uh, I think that's a nicer way of putting it. And I think that's actually probably a nice way to end the pod, Mad. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that we've gone through quite a lot there. A lot of football manager talk as yeah. well. Um, I'd love to know what your thoughts are, uh, the listeners at home, uh, to any of those really. And if you have any lovely little tips about getting players out, getting players in and getting players shaken about, let us know at Five Star Potential on Twitter. But that does bring episode 313 to a close. You can find the links of, of each of us, for each of us, sorry, in the podcast description below or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can also find all of our latest football manager content where we'll be dropping a link to Joe's byline piece on signing uninterested players in Football Manager 2. Not Football Manager nice. 2, but Football Manager 2. Um, Five Star Potential is available on all iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every single week. Thank you so much for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Madeline, say goodbye. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye.